was dwelling in Rajagriha at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with the great gathering of the Sangha of monks and the great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the Profound Vajraparamita, saw in this way. He saw the five sandhas to be empty of nature. Then, through the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra said to Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita, you see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form. Emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye, datu, up to no mind, datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness, datu, no ignorance, no end of ignorance, up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable true complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangati Bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva, Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that Samadhi and praised Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, Sattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs>
Fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. Holy Lamas high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide. Yeah, <laughs> 
ตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลาดที่บอกว่าตลา
of a person of small capacity, we find uh, two outline headings. First, uh, developing the state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives. Uh, and then secondly, relying on a means or relying on a method uh, for achieving happiness, excuse me, in one's uh, next life. Uh, so under the section of relying on a method or relying on a means for achieving happiness in one's next life, uh, we find two major headings at that point. We find uh, refuge and karma and its results. Uh, and under the section of refuge, which is the gateway or entrance into the teaching, we find four categories. First, the causes for going for refuge. Second, based on that, the objects to which one goes for refuge to. Uh, third, how to go for refuge. And then fourth, uh, um, advices related to refuge or precepts of refuge. So the advices related to refuge section or the precepts of rec refuge section uh, uh, is explained by way of uh, two specific, uh, by, in, in two specific ways. First, uh, the explanation uh, is by way of the compendium of determinations uh, and we find uh, two sections that deal with that. Uh, and then we find the uh, um, explanations that are according to the oral tradition. Uh, and in the oral tradition, we have the specific precepts uh, and then the general precepts. And in the specific precepts uh, section, uh, or the uncommon section, and uh, um, uh, the uncommon section, uh, we find the uh, precepts of or the advices on what to do and then the advice is on what not to do. Uh, and then we have the uh, shared in common or the general precept section, and that's where we currently are uh, in the text, the general section uh, um, in the oral tradition. So I'll find the English now uh, page for everyone. Okay, so it's on page 196 uh, where we begin the general precepts or the precepts that are in common. Tomorrow, <laughs> ลาสะจอนดูลาสะสะจอนดูลาสะกุนจุสุนละจอสุนดูลาสะจอนดูลาสะลาสะลาสะสุนรบตาอันนั้นลาสะกุนดาสะนัมดูลาสะสะนะค
Uh, when we look at the quote from Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, we find, understand there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. I shall write uh, clearly identifying their characteristics. Here, we find the stage of the path of persons of three capacities, those pathways uh, for persons of small capacity that lead to the higher realms. Those, and within those instructions, we find the advices on those pathways that lead to the higher realms. And those in the medium, those pathways which lead to liberation. And then the great, those pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. So these are the advices on how to achieve uh, the uh, higher realms liberation and Buddhahood. So this is what this word advices or precepts is, re is referring to. And if one goes to a doctor uh, um, and needs to be diagnosed and taken care of in some way, the doctor prescribes some kind of medication and with the medication he says, he or she says, do, don't eat this, do eat that, uh, and so forth, and make sure you take your medication. And these are advices from a doctor. So these are what this word advices, and the translation committee is using precepts. Uh, precepts is uh, referring to. That's <laughs> And Pujambilasa, so then in the section uh, of the oral uh, um, tradition, uh, related to the precepts or advices. Uh, we find first the specific precepts or the precepts that are uncommon and then the general precepts or the in-common precepts. Uh, and there are six categories of uh, general precepts. So we'll look at the outline and then we'll go forward with the explanation of that outline in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Uh, so first we have uh, the category of by recalling the distinctions and good qualities of the three jewels uh, go for refuge over and over again. Uh, so here, this, this deals with the various distinctions or the differences uh, between uh, the three jewels that we went over uh, quite a bit previously. 
uh, and then the excellent qualities or the good qualities of the three jewels. Uh, and then when we look at the various sections uh, that deal with each of the individual jewels, uh, we find first the excellent qualities of uh, the Buddha jewel, and then we have the excellent qualities of the Buddha's body, speech, mind, and enlightened activities. Uh, and then when we have the excellent qualities that deal with the uh, Dharma jewel, uh, and the Sangha jewel, uh, we find various quotes from the compendium. We find the quote in both cases from the compendium of teachings, uh, where where we uh, have the excellent qualities that are presented, uh, summarized in in that uh, in that quote. Uh, so uh, then, so here it says by recalling the differences or distinctions among the three jewels and the excellent qualities of the three jewels. Uh, go for refuge again and again. So uh, this is the first precept or uh, uh, advice uh, related uh, to the three jewels. The second is, uh, um, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them con constantly and offer the first portion of your food and drink. Uh, so here we, we recognize that uh, all of the things that we have, our enjoyments, our human basis of leisure, uh, and so forth, are a result of the kindness of the three jewels. Uh, the reason for this is because uh, all of these things that we possess are a result of virtuous activities or virtuous deeds. And virtue is the enlightened activities uh, of the Buddha. Uh, therefore, uh, it is in dependence upon the enlightened activities or the virtue that we achieve this human basis and our enjoyments and so forth. Therefore, we recognize the kindness of the three jewels in, uh, in, in uh, um, allowing us this opportunity to possess these things or uh, are, are, aiding, are aiding us in this opportunity to possess these things. If virtue is the cause of these things, virtue is the enlightened activities of the Buddha. Uh, so this is the point uh, that's made uh, in this uh, second uh, precept, general precept. So the third, uh, third point, uh, establish other living beings in this practice by considering them with compassion. So out of compassion, one encourages other living beings to go for refuge by letting them know uh, by going for refuge, you can achieve higher realm rebirth. By going for refuge, you can achieve liberation. By going for refuge, 
uh, you can achieve complete Buddhahood. Uh, so here this is uh, establishing other beings in the practice of refuge. Uh, the fourth point that's made is whatever activity you engage in, uh, and whatever your purpose, make offerings and supplications to the three jewels forsaking any other worldly methods. So whatever work one is engaging in uh, uh, with one's body or, 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 or activity one is engaging in, uh, for whatever purpose, uh, one should make offerings uh, uh, with the body, make supplications with the speech and so forth to the three jewels, forsaking any other worldly methods. And Rinpoche mentioned uh, the bond tradition here, forsaking other worldly methods. So maybe uh, perhaps methods in the uh, bond tradition and other traditions. Uh, number five, after you have understood the benefits, go for refuge three times in the day and three times at night. And then number six, maintain your refuge and do not forsake the three jewels, even at jest or if it costs, uh, uh, or if it costs your life, at the cost of your life. Uh, so these are the six uh, uh, general precepts uh, in, in, an abbreviated in an abbreviated explanation, a condensed explanation. <coughs> Uh, so we're going to go through this section in the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment. Even though we've already gone through it once, uh, we're going to go through it in a condensed way now. Chabata あの、さじ so then when we go to page 197 uh, in the English, uh, we begin with the section uh, dealing with the first of the six general precepts. Uh, so it says, by, by recalling the distinctions and good qualities of the three jewels, uh, go for refuge again and again. So it says, as previously explained, so as previously explained in this text, the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, you should repeatedly keep in mind the differences between non-Buddhist and Buddhist, the distinctions among the three jewels and the good qualities of the three jewels. So previously we went over the differences between non-Buddhist and Buddhist teachers, uh, truths and students. Uh, so the differences between uh, Buddhist and non-Buddhist uh, teachers, truths and students. Uh, and then the distinctions among the three jewels. So if we w wish to, we can look at 
the distinctions among the three jewels or the differences of the, between the three jewels by way of three permutations, four permutations, uh, mutually exclusive or synonymous. Uh, so we can compare these. So we can say, uh, um, uh, what is the difference uh, between the Buddha and the Sangha? Are there three permutations, four permutations? Are they mutually exclusive or are they synonymous? What is the difference between the Sangha and the Dharma? Are there three permutations, four permutations? Are they mutually exclusive or are they synonymous? Uh, so we can uh, look at, uh, we can analyze these subjects of the three jewels and recognize their distinctions by way of the, these three or four permutations, etc. Uh, so, um, uh, uh, so then, this is uh, how we can we can establish the the distinctions among the three jewels, uh, and then and the good qualities of the three jewels. Uh, so we can find the excellent qualities of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha as presented in this text, the Great Treatise on the Stage of the Path to Enlightenment. Before a more extensive investigation, we can look to Lord Maitreya's Sublime Continuum, where they has where there are present presentations of detailed de uh, uh, definitions of each of these jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, uh, and the Sangha. So we've gone over that uh, previously, uh, and then. Uh, so the, now we're the second uh, preset. Mm. Cardinchambers Tala uh, so the next point, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion uh, of your food and drink. Uh, so here, uh, this human basis uh, of leisure uh, and opportunity that we currently possess uh, and the happiness we currently possess is dependent upon causes. Uh, what are the ca what causes happiness? Dep uh, virtue causes happiness. So happiness is dependent on virtue. Virtue uh, is a result of the kindness 
uh, of, uh, uh, of the Buddhas, uh, of the Three Jewels, rather. Uh, so this virtue is a result of the kindness of the Three Jewels. Uh, so here, uh, um, out of a wish to repay that kindness, we offer the uh, first portion of our food or drink. So this is referring to when we uh, eat or drink anything at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, uh, we make an offering of uh, first uh, to the Buddha, the Dharma, uh, and the Sangha. Um, so... Uh, then here we have a quote uh, from a sutra from the King of Concentrations uh, Sutra where it says, Though they obtain food due to the Buddha's merit, uh, the childish uh, do not repay their kindness. Uh, so here the Buddha's merit, uh, we find that the Buddha uh, achieved the mind that aspires to enlightenment and then uh, accumulated merit uh, for three countless eons. Uh, so here... Uh, we, we recognize uh, that all of the, um, um, uh, this human basis uh, and the, uh, all of the individual things that we possess of, that are good are a result of the Buddha's uh, kindness. Uh, so here it says the childish uh, do not repay uh, their kindness. This one. So, so here, what by, by offering the first uh, part of the... Uh, uh, when we, the, our food or drink, we are able to accumulate the two collections that are necessary for achieving Buddhahood, uh, that uh, which are the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit. And, and then Lama Tsongkhapa says, thus knowing that all temporary happiness and certain goodness that you experience, symbolized by food, are due to the kindness of the three jewels, you should make offerings with the intention of repaying their kindness. So recognizing that it's all these good things that are symbolized by food uh, and uh, all of our uh, um, body and uh, this life of leisure and so forth are a result, uh, as before, of virtue, which is a result of the Buddha's kindness. So here, we should make offerings with the intention of repaying that kindness. what the Tamalama, Kasoko Saji, Dombotel Piji, Junchu, Tachus, Tachus at Dabudu, Judy Chubambuya, Tat Chubambuya, everything happened in the Jay, Tani Saji, Nibatama, Nizo Yundu, Chuba Shawata, she be somebody's old. Saji Nibate, Chuba Shawat, she be somebody, Chuba Shawatla, Juje, she be somebody, Gonjus of Chubabugina, Penchabres. Just uh, so when we look at uh, this first uh, um, uh, precept, this would be a, called a continuous offering or an, an offering that is done continuously or over and over again. Uh, when we look at cat the category, this is the con offering that is continuous. Uh, now, when we get into this uh, next part, uh, which is two, by recalling the great kindness of the three jewels, strive to worship them constantly and offer the first portion of your food and drink. 
with regards to offerings, uh, there are two points that are made. So Laman Tsongkhapa breaks it into two categories, uh, the actions of offering uh, and then the attitudes of offering. And then in the section on the actions of offering, we find quite an extensive explanation with ten points that are made. Uh, and then in the attitudes of offering section, we find the beneficial attitudes uh, related to offerings, uh, and then there are six points that are made uh, at that point, uh, in that section. So currently we're dealing with the uh, actions of offering, uh, and then there are ten points that are gone through there. So when we look at this first category, the actions of offering, uh, and we ask, we ask what the what we are offering exactly. Uh, to Buddhas and the stupas, we find uh, later on the point that's made offerings of wealth and service. Uh, so offerings of wealth and service are the offerings that we make uh, to uh, the Buddhas uh, and to the stupas. Uh, so uh, when we're looking at the actions or the activity of making an offering, uh, later on we find that point of, of what, what it is we offer. What that so then, uh, looking at the uh, order of the ten, we begin with offerings to the Buddha's uh, body, and then secondly, offerings to stupa, third, offering to the directly perceived, fourth, offering to the not directly perceived, Fifth, offering made by oneself or offering made with one's own hands, literally. Uh, next, offerings one helps others to make. Uh, and then seventh, uh, offering that is in common that one makes and helps others to make. Uh, so these are the seven. And then it goes on, to st when, it, when one asks what one is offering, then the section of offering of wealth and services is dealt with uh, after that. Uh, so now we're going to the section. Uh, just to avoid confusion, anyone who isn't here, we're moving away from the model a little bit of the order in the English translation. Uh, so what you see is seven is what Rinpoche is going to explain, but we're not enumerating that. We're using that... Uh, Number seven uh, is the offering made by oneself in common that is made by oneself and for the sake of others. Uh, so that's number seven uh, that we're using. And this offerings of wealth and service, Rinpoche is going to explain now. Uh, as stated before, this is what one offers to the Buddhas and the stupas. Uh, so uh, thank you. 
Kula Shema <laughs> 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 what Kajapan 
so here, uh, then this offerings of wealth and service, uh, let's see, it's a lot of information. Um, I'm going to read it first and then just go through it. Uh, offerings of wealth and service are offerings to a Buddha or a stupa consisting of gifts, of clothing, food, bedding, seats, medicine, personal necessities, incense, aromatic powders and ointments, flower garlands, music, and various types of lamps. There is also offering respectful speech, prostrating, prostrations rising before the other, hands joined together respectfully, a variety of praises, obeisance with your limbs and the head touching the ground, and clockwise circumambulation. Moreover, inexhaustible gifts such as wealth as fields can be given, as well as offerings of jewels, earrings, bracelets, and the like. At least there are offerings of bells, silver coins, and sp or spools of thread. Uh, so here we ask, what does one offer to the Buddha? What does one offer uh, to the stupas? Uh, and here, there are two divisions, offerings of wealth uh, and then offerings of service. So when we first deal with the category of offerings of wealth, uh, we find uh, first consisting of gifts of, of uh, clothing, uh, um, so various types of robes and clothing, uh, uh, and food, so what uh, food to, to eat. Uh, bedding, uh, this could be blankets or anything that one uses at sleeping time, uh, so uh, the sleeping time items, uh, beds or seats, uh, medicine, uh, if there is a need uh, for, for someone to have this medication, one makes an offering of it, uh, then, then this becomes a, 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 an offering of medicine. Uh, personal necessities, incense, aromatic powders and ointments, so ointments that one uh, puts, puts on, uh, for instance, a sore that one has or a cream that one uh, rubs into a sore, so this is what uh, aromatic powders and ointments, uh, flower garlands, music, there are many different kinds of music that one can um, make, for instance, the music that comes from a guitar or other instruments. Uh, and various types of butter, various types of lamps uh, are butter lamps. Uh, and so these are the offerings of wealth. Uh, and then the next category, offering of service, there is, awful, there is also offering uh, respectful speech. Uh, uh, so, uh, um, so for instance, uh, um, saying uh, this is the, the precious uh, Buddha, the, the, this is the precious... Uh, is Dharma or Supa? <laughs> this is the precious Buddha. This is the precious Dharma. This is the precious uh, Sangha. Uh, so uh, saying uh, uh, Sanjay Rinpoche, so meaning precious, the precious jewel of the Buddha, the precious jewel of the, or precious Buddha, precious Dharma, precious Sangha. Uh, making uh, prostrations, pay, paying homage, rising before the other. So when, for instance, the Dalai Lama uh, enters the room, everyone rises up. Uh, this is the reason for this, uh, because the advices that are given here of offering of service, the ri rising up. Uh, uh, hands uh, joined together respectfully, uh, putting one's hands together. A variety of praises. Uh, uh, obeisance with your... Uh, uh, so various praises uh, um, are made. Uh, um, uh, 
saying very good things or uh, making pronouncements of good things about uh, the Buddha and the stupas. Uh, obeisance with your limbs and head touching the ground. So here this is speaking of prostrations, the two different kinds of prostrations, the Vinaya uh, prostration or the semi-prostration uh, and then the tantra, Tantric prostration or the full prostration. Uh, and it says, and clockwise circumambulation. So this clockwise circumambulation we find presented in the sutra tradition uh, as well as the father, tantra, father uh, tantras, uh, but we find counterclockwise circumambulation in the mother tantras. Uh, and then it says, moreover, inexhaustible gifts such as food, uh, fields can be given. So if one is poor and doesn't have things to offer, uh, one can make offerings of fields, one can make offerings of monastery, uh, and so forth, uh, uh, can be given as well as offerings of jewels, uh, earrings, bracelets, so these are jewelry and the like. At least there are offerings of bells, silver coins, so here silver coins is referring to making offerings of, this is a type of money in the Tibetan, uh, it, it, it's sp speaking of a sp the type of money, uh, silver coins or spools of thread. Here the uh, threading that one could string flowers on and make offerings to the Buddha or the stupas. Uh, so this is the point uh, in this section. Uh, so this, uh, this paragraph is dealing with what one offers to the stupa, what one offers to the Buddha. Uh, so... Mm. So in the Buddhist tradition, uh, what does one offer to the Buddha and what does one offer to the stupa? Here we find the answer, one offers wealth and services. Uh, so we find similarities in other traditions that are not Buddhist, uh, where we find uh, offerings, for instance, in the Christian tradition or the Hindu tradition. In the Christian tradition, we find uh, one making offerings to the uh, God, to Jesus. In the Hindu tradition, we find uh, one is making offerings to Shiva. Uh, and others. Uh, so what are they offering? They're offering uh, wealth and services. So it's just something we find in common or similar. Uh, something that comes forth similar, comes is similar. Uh, so now we're on number eight, a vast offering. Chubas <laughs> So, 
Okay, so then when, uh, uh, so number eight deals with vast offerings. Uh, vast offerings means offerings of the above wealth and service over a long uh, duration. So making offerings of those things just mentioned, wealth and service, uh, and doing it for a long period of time. Furthermore, they have seven qualities of being, uh, first quality is being uh, copious, uh, second uh, quality, uh, excellent, uh, third uh, uh, quality, both perceived uh, and not perceived, uh, uh, fourth quality, done by oneself and others, fifth quality, being offered with heartfelt delight, sixth quality, fervent aspiration, uh, uh, strong aspiration, and then the seventh quality uh, with the merit being dedicated to perfect enlightenment. Uh, so these are the seven qualities uh, that uh, are uh, related to offerings of wealth and service over a long duration of time. And this is called the vast offering. Sambe Uh, so, uh, so the next 
<clears throat> number nine is offerings uh, not contaminated uh, with the afflictions, or not possessing the afflict, contaminated possessing the afflictions. Our offerings with six qualities that are made. Uh, so first it says, with one's own hand, not making uh, others to do them out of contempt, carelessness, or laziness. Uh, so here, uh, if one offers wealth and services, uh, but still has, uh, possesses the afflictions of contempt or possesses the affliction of carelessness or possesses the affliction of laziness, then, this, then that offering is not an offering not contaminated with the afflictions. But if one makes an offering with one's own hand uh, and does not uh, have uh, the presence of the afflictions or does not have the afflictions, uh, then, uh, then it becomes uh, an offering that is free from the afflictions and therefore an offering that is not contaminated with the afflictions or not possessing the afflictions. Uh, so this offering of, of wealth and service becomes an offering not possessing afflictions if it doesn't possess uh, afflictions. Uh, so then the, the second, the, so this is one among the six points uh, that are about to be made, the six qualities. Uh, the next is respectfully, the third, which is two, the third is without distraction. The fourth is free of afflictions in that they are not mixed with attachment and the like. Number five is without accept, expectation of receiving wealth and service from kings and so forth who have faith in the Buddha. And then number six is uh, concordant offering. Uh, so these are the six uh, um, qualities uh, of, of the offerings, uh, of the offerings not contaminated with afflictions. What the do the... ยมุจิมาอีกะซาเทบิงอบเทบิงอบซะลบะยินาอันเนมะเทบิงอบกะเรยอะซะเนมะเทบิงอบกะเรยอะซะเนมะเทบันเตซุเตซุเรซุมะ
so these are not concordant. So this, this is the category of non-concordance. Uh, so we find bala, uh, it says here medical ointment. Rimache is saying bala is a kind of a, a paint that one can use uh, that uh, is, resembles, it makes it look like one is using gold yeah. uh, in some way. Uh, but it, it, Rimache is saying he believes it's within the class of poisons. Uh, so that, this is why it's not an appropriate offering to use. Uh, so it's like a paint that they could paint on the uh, face that could make it like gold, but it's not an appropriate offering. Soaking something in clarified butter. So if one uses uh, <coughs> mock, uh, boiled uh, butter, clarified butter, uh, to wash a dish, then that won't allow the dish to become clean. Uh, it, it, will, it, will leave, it won't clean the dish, so uh, this isn't appropriate. And then it says... Uh, uh, here it says burning a fragrant gukul resin. Here Rinpoche is saying the spirit offering, the remnants or the leftover of a spirit offering that one makes uh, when one is making an offering to the spirits is what this gukul is referring to. <coughs> and making an offering of this uh, is not appropriate. Uh, this is a non-concordant offering. Uh, and then offering white acra flowers and so forth. So an acra flower is a poisonous flower. Uh, so this is a flower that is not appropriate to offer and categorically falls in a disconcordant or not non-concordant class uh, of offerings. Uh, so we'll take a short break uh, and have some things, some cookies. Uh, so in this, the uh, question was just raised, uh, and thank you, Rob J, for helping with the translation. The uh, question was just raised that um, in this section it says offering your first part of your food or drink. Many people have asked the question, does this mean that one should separate part of their food and drink out and then make the offering of it uh, and put it on an altar? Uh, or is this just referring to making the offering before you eat it of the food? Uh, so, uh, Rapje helped us out with the Tibetan language within it, uh, and this word, term that is used where it says first part uh, could be uh, interpreted uh, in the way that it sounds like it's a separate part, but it really means at the beginning, uh, when one begins, uh, before one eats, one makes this offering. So, first one makes an offering, so the first part, one makes an offering, and then one can eat the food, so before one eats it. Uh, so that's just some clarification on the English wording, uh, and a lot of people have asked that question, so uh, hopefully that was helpful. Uh, so it literally means first offering this to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, and then one can eat or use the drink. Uh, it doesn't mean separating something out. Thank you very much. Yeah. So when we're, we're making an offering, we have to look at the, uh, when we look at the action agent and the object, object so the object of offering, uh, what we're making the offering to, the action of making the offering, the doing of the offering, uh, and the person who's offering, uh, the offerer, we have to recognize is not truly established because of dependent origination. So when we're doing, making these offerings, we need to recognize the lack of true establishment of action, agent, and object.
So if we uh, um, think of emptiness while we're doing this, then uh, anger and wrong views cannot harm the, the, uh, the process, cannot harm. And making a, a dedication is very important. So when one puts a drop of water in the ocean, that drop of water is not extinguished till the entire ocean is. So even if we engage in it, if we have accumulate a small virtuous activity, if we dedicate it to becoming a Buddha for the sake of all uh, sentient beings, uh, then this uh, does not, uh, this small amount of virtue remains with us until we actualize that goal, until we become an actual Buddha. Just then that's why the quote says, just as a drop of water in the ocean is not extinguished until the entire ocean is extinguished, a virtue that is dedicated to enlightenment uh, remains until one uh, becomes uh, completely enlightened or achieves that goal. Uh, so uh, when one uh, dedicates one virtues to becoming a Buddha for the sake of all sentient beings, then that virtue remains with the him or her <coughs> until, <coughs> until Buddhahood. so if you have neither prepared these offering materials yourself nor requested them from others, 
so if you don't have these offerings for yourself or requested them from others, you should delight in all the appropriate offerings to the Tathagatas that exist throughout uh, the universe. Imagine them to be vast and pervasive and rejoice in others offering them. So rejoice in other offerings uh, that are made. So if one doesn't have wealth and services, uh, then one uh, should delight in all the appropriate offerings to the Tathagatas that exist throughout the universe. Imagine them to be vast and pervasive and rejoice in others offering them. So, uh, having made this great measureless offering, you will with little difficulty amass the accumulations necessary for attaining enlightenment. Strive constantly to do this with a contented, happy mind. Uh, and then uh, here, uh, then where do we find uh, these points that are made? Uh, and then we find them in the cloud of Jewel Sutra in the array of the three pledges. It says, as it says in the cloud uh, of Jewel Sutra uh, and the array of three pledges, uh, you can also give unowned flowers, fruit, trees, jewels, and the like. So if one doesn't have anything to offer, one can offer things that are unowned, uh, such as these things. What that done, Rubicha, <laughs> Uh, so now we've arrived at number 10, uh, offerings of practice. So we've gone through uh, all of the other nine categories. We've gone through offerings to the uh, Buddha, offering to the stupa, uh, offering uh, uh, to the directly perceived, uh, offering to the not directly perceived, offering made by oneself. Uh, offerings made by, for the sake of others or that you help others to make, offerings that are in common made by yourself and that you make, help others to make, uh, offerings that are vast or vast offerings, uh, and then the ninth one, the offerings not contaminated with the afflictions. So uh, the tenth uh, category is offering of service, uh, so, or, or of practice rather. Um, so uh, these are the ten uh, that are mentioned. Uh, there are ten categories, and we're now on the tenth category, uh, offering of practice. Doajela Temeje, 
Okay, I'm going to give this a shot. Uh, so the offerings of practice entail recollecting the four immeasurables, the fourfold condensation of the teaching, uh, the three refuges and the practices, uh, the, and the perfections, admiring profound empty, emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization, disciplining your mind through the vows of ethical discipline and meditating on and striving for the factors of enlightenment, the perfections and the four ways to gather disciples. Uh, do so with great effort. Uh, so uh, here uh, we find first uh, when one is making uh, an offering of practice. Uh, first of all, this section is a very important section. Uh, it encompasses the meaning of uh, that first point made in the or the, the entry sta introductory stanzas of the lamp for the path to enlightenment that states, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics. Uh, so here uh, this section really summarizes the, those pathways for beings of great capacity, those pathways for beings of medium capacity. The, 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 I'm sorry, those pathways shared in common with beings of small capacity, those pathways shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then those pathways for beings of great capacity. Uh, so we find this section really uh, condensing all of that. Uh, so it begins with the four immeasurables. So the four immeasurables referring to uh, the prayer that begins with may all sentient beings have happiness and the causes of happiness, etc. Uh, so this is the four immeasurables and then the fourfold condensation of the teaching. Uh, and we find Jamian Sheba stating that if one is a holder of this uh, fourfold condensation of the teaching, then this is an acceptable definition of a holder of Buddhist tenets. So this differs from what Penchen Sanandrapa states, but Jamian Sheba states that this is an accurate uh, example, and that the selflessness that is being spoken of uh, here is not speaking of uh, subtle selflessness, it's speaking of coarse selflessness. Uh, and we find that the distinctions that made in the Madhyamika Avatara between a Buddhist and a non-Buddhist practitioner is that the Buddhist practitioner holds the self the lack of of a lack of a true self, or a lack of a true permanent partless uh, 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 self. Uh, so uh, here, uh, this fourfold uh, um, uh, um, condensation of the teaching can be said that what qualifies is an, uh, a suitable qualification for one to be a holder of Buddhist tenets. Um, uh, so let me see. I think I Passing 
So then, uh, says the the three refuges. So this is referring to the Buddha jewel, the Dharma jewel, uh, and the Sangha jewel, uh, and the perfections. So here we are speaking of uh, perfections or prajnaparamitas, uh, the paramitas, the uh, causal perfections and resultant perfections. Uh, so causal perfections are referring to, when we look at the uh, five bodhisattva paths, or five Mahayana paths, the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, and the path of meditation, are referring to the causal perfections. Uh, and then the path of no more learning is referring to the resultant perfection. Uh, so here, uh, the perfections referring to causal perfections and resultant perfections. Uh, then it says, admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization. So this is uh, meditating upon emptiness and uh, acquiring a, a union of calm, abiding, and special insights, which utilizes as its object of observation emptiness, and then arriving through calm, abiding, and special insight at a non-conceptual realization of emptiness. Uh, so a not, uh, having a, a non-conceptual uh, um, direct valid cognition of emptiness. Uh, so here... Uh, this, this is what this admiring profound emptiness and fixing on it without conceptualization, achieving a non-conceptual uh, understanding of emptiness. Disciplining your mind through the vows of ethical discipline. Any among the uh, vows or ethic, ethical practices, such as the individual liberation vows, the bodhisattva vows, the tantric vows, uh, and meditating on and striving for the factors of enlightenment. The factors of enlightenment we find uh, when we look at the Abhisama Alamkara in the fourth chapter, we divide the three exalted knowers of uh, hearers, bodhisattvas, and Buddhas uh, into 30, uh, 37, 34, and 39. So when we look at these 37 factors of enlightenment, uh, the 37 factors 
uh, are uh, referring to those uh, uh, factors that are in common with beings of small capacity and specifically the teachings for beings of medium capacity. So these 37 factors of, of enlightenment would categorically fall under that. And we find uh, the seven categories of the uh, four close placements of mindfulness, the four perfect abandonments, the four aspects of legs of magical emanation, the four aspects of the fact, the five aspects of the faculties, uh, the five aspects of the strengths or powers, the seven aspects of the branches of enlightenment, and then the eight uh, aspects of the path of the uh, branches of the path of the nobles. Uh, so uh, uh, Rimshe enumerated them before, and we were lacking in that, so we're just enumerating them now. The seven divisions of the 37 factors. Uh, huh? Then, I'm sorry, <laughs> and then striving for the factors of enlightenment, the perfections, uh, six perfections, the ten perfections, and the four ways of gathering disciples. Uh, and do this with great effort. The four ways of gathering disciples uh, deal with uh, being generous uh, so that they're being generous to the, te the students uh, so that they will take on the teachings, speaking sweetly, uh, speaking very nicely, speaking with a, a nice voice uh, to be f so they will follow, speaking with it sweetly, uh, working for their benefit, uh, and then practicing what one is saying. Uh, so engaging in the, individually engaging in the practices that one is advising. Uh, so these are the four ways of gathering disciples, acting, acting generously, speaking sweetly, working for their benefit, and then engaging in the practices oneself. Kola Chobashawa and Pendoba, and then what the Saint Jill Pendoba Saguena, 
Pendo Gonamen, Mento Nyabata, Sombaje, Sinjan Tanji Chu in the conjunction to Sinjan Tanji Chu in Yabata. O don't worry, Matuta, Shinto Kron in Yabatans, O don't worry, Matute, Shajatuba, Damalil Vedule, Matut Kashiguro, Chajatuba Kunyan, the sweet Nabatanasa, Matutio Marva, Tenaji, and the Sajid. Sanjay attendabres, Jinish Kantina, Sanjini, whom are Chiman, Jinna, Hajini Major, Sanjay Chiman, the people go manager of that. Odua and Matutar Kun Yaba, Sanjay Kumbores, Makut and Drakini, and Mavikaba, the Mabushadaris, Sanjay Mabikaba, the Mavikaba, Sanjay Pibikaba, the Jamikaba, Jamikaba, the Jira Kumbores, what is his Yabata. ตรงนั้นตรงเช่นเป็นจีเดนกันนะจีคนนั้นอยู่ยูสอนจีจีคนนั้นอยู่กันมาตัวเย็นหัวมาเลยว่าเสียว่าเดชชุบบุรีนะ
Uh, and it says then, he is the foundation of all mundane and super-mundane good, or all worldly and non-worldly good. So then Jay Rinpoche, if one is to ask, uh, where do we find these actions of offering of ten and then the attitudes enumerated by six, uh, Jay Rinpoche posits that uh, we find this in Master Asanga's uh, Bodhisattva Bhumis, the Bodhisattva levels. Uh, so, oh, okay. When we look at the the way that we, uh, according to Jamian Sheba, is uh, outlined, uh, we find the 13 categories. So we have 10 more to go. We've already gone over the first category of continuous offering, the second category of action of offering, and then the third category of uh, attitude of offering. So we have 10 more, according to Jamian, uh, uh, components of offering, or excuse me, divisions of offering, according to Jamian Sheba's uh, commentary. Uh, so the next section, uh, if we're looking at the um, divisions according to Jayan Sheba, deals with the time, uh, the when the time to make the offering. Uh, so it says you should always make the best offering you can. Make especially good offerings on auspicious occasions and holidays into the best of your ability. Uh, so when one is making offerings of wealth and service, uh, when is uh, the time to do so? So one can individually make offerings, uh, but during auspicious occasions, such as during Sakadawa or during the Lama uh, Tsongkhapa um, uh, Day, uh, during these various uh, great times, uh, we find uh, their uh, increased benefit by making offerings at this time. Uh, so this is the uh, section of the time to make the offering. Chuba, <laughs> 
to chamber do be chebas what the tango is at that so this next section uh, according to the outline uh, is an offering a small offering that becomes great uh, so here this uh, next part uh, furthermore since you constantly have to eat and drink always offer the first portion of your food and drink if you do this without fail you will easily amass a large accumulation of merit thus from uh, the depths of your heart always offer the first portion of whatever you consume, uh, even water. So something that is small that becomes vast or a lar great. Um, uh, merit that is small that becomes great or amass a large accumulation of merit. Uh, um, so uh, this is the next section. ダパメタ。ペナンガツカラヨロカラ、バラバスレンチ、オテカラゴリバチャスナ、アンスワジフィンディマルスマダブチョバデス。インアプロプリエット。アンツュンガツチュジュンチュンガツバインチュラロタ
good field. This is a good field, fertile field. For example, it will not work just to put seeds on a fertile field without actually planting them in season. So it says in English, if it's, uh, 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 it doesn't help even if the field's fertile to plant seeds if it's not the right season. So that's oh what yeah, the that, that's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the day house is right translation. So if it's winter and you even plant a seed in a fertile field, it's not going to grow. That's what the English says. Because the English Quite so is it saying in the when it's not in season, it's not a fertile field? Is that what yeah, Rimache yeah, is saying? The Tibetan yeah, really says that yeah. it's not it's commenting on the fertile field. It's saying when the season's not there, it's not a fertile. It's a bad field. Yes. Right. Yeah. So they're just looking at the wording in the English versus the Tibetan. This is the late Taji Yui Shinsatamba, Tuizis and the Posi de Marbe, Tuizit Taji Do, and then Juji Mabara, Juji Mabar Dileji, Sabin Tabi, Chuba, Chuba and the last Tuizje, Posi Dile, and then as you delete Taji Do, and the Gay Sabin Kadu in Tona, Dioris, Tabu Chuba and the Layan. Debbie so then it says, so it is appropriate uh, con to continuously plant the seeds of temporary. So the, uh, when one is engaging in virtuous activities, it doesn't matter if it's winter, spring, summer, or fall. One can continuously engage in them and accumulate merit. Uh, so here it's saying that uh, a, a normal field is a bad field if it's not in season. But if one, uh, it doesn't matter the season when one is uh, accumulating virtue related to the field of merit, uh, because one can continuously, winter, spring, summer, or fall, accumulate that and work for, uh, to plant the seeds of temporary happiness and certain goodness throughout the four seasons in the fertile field that gives rise to all temporary happiness and certain goodness in this and future lives. But you uh, till this field with the plow of faith. So one needs the faith of conviction uh, um, actively uh, in order to sow these seeds of virtue uh, at all times. That 
Okay, so then it says if you do not do this, you will uh, uh, be extremely poor in merit. Hence, as the praise and honor of one uh, worthy of honor says, no field of merit like you exists in the three worlds. You are the supreme recipient of gifts, the pure one who makes a row of monks pure. Just as the height and breadth of the firmament have no limit, there is no limit to the fruition of helping or harming you. Uh, so uh, here it says no field of merit like you exists in the, the three worlds. Uh, the supreme recipient of offerings. So here is speaking of uh, Buddha uh, being the supreme recipient of offering because he is the pure one. Here pure re- is referring to ethical discipline. Uh, so we can say uh, the Buddha is a holder of all of the ethical disciplines. If we look at the ethics which abandon the ten non-virtuous activities, the Buddha is the holder of that. We look at the individual liberation vows, uh, the, eth- the ethics of the individual liberation vows. We look at the ethics of the bodhisattva vows, the ethics of the tantra, tantrayana. The Buddha is the, Buddha is the holder of all of these various forms of ethical disciplines. Uh, so this is why it says the pure one, uh, the ethical one. This word purity is referring to ethics. Uh, so the ethical one who makes a row of monks pure, uh, just as the height and breadth of the firmament have no limit, there is no limit to the fruition of helping or harming you. Uh, so uh, um, there is no limit to uh, the uh, helping, making offerings, uh, and so forth, uh, and, be, and benefit, uh, uh, being a benefit, making offerings, is no limit to the goodness that comes from helping, and the opposite from harming. Uh, It's stating in the commentary that if there is a statue or a a form of the Buddha in the monastery, then the impurities, because the Buddha is pure of ethics, I'm missing the part of this good good 
Respect. offering, especially offered to the Sanghas or to the Buddhas. Okay. So you are not uh, uh, appropriate to enjoy it. Not ordinary people. But monks are allowed, monk or nuns are allowed to enjoy it or to eat it, like uh, food or any offering. With a, with a dedication, with a strong faith, you offer to some uh, Sangha community or monastery or whatsoever. And uh, because why monks and nuns are allowed to enjoy it? Because of the Buddha statue around, they are there living around the Buddha statues. By Buddha's purity, can, you know, okay. you know, purify the, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I think that was clear to everyone, right? The, the purity of the Buddha makes it so that there isn't any non-virtue accumulated by the monks and nuns who are not that pure, who are eating the, the offering or the alms given to the, the three jewels. Yes. Uh, so there isn't a transgression or a negativity that the monastics create because of the purity of the Buddha. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so this is what is, is stated, that this uh, um, uh, um, downfall will not be created uh, uh, because of the purity of the Buddha, because of the pure ethics or the purity of the Buddha. Jeeva <laughs> So the next section deals with the motivation. If one is making a, a, an offering to the three jewels but does not thinking properly, uh, then this is not good. Uh, so this next section uh, deals with the way of thinking uh, 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 relative to this offering. The, the Tranka gods into it, the giant Sheba. Ah, Purity. purity. So the seventh category is purity, and then the eighth category is the right thinking, right way of yeah. thinking, appropriate thinking. So that's the eighth category of Jayan Sheba's uh, text. So we're out of time. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening well. And uh, we'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer. And thank you, Rob Jay, for all your help. Appreciate it. Two chain or MJ, shit a silver. So the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer.
the fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate you to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. Whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, pure the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Avalokiteshvara attends in Yatso, until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of spiritual and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiramachi, Gutsi Shapi Denonam, Natsu Lama 